0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Listening to Joko Community Radio.
1: For, for hosting and allowing us to come out and have a, uh, a platform to educate our community. Uh, so join us live here on Facebook or download the TuneIn Radio app. It's free, where we are live 365 on Joko Community Radio, the voice of Johnson County, Texas. Today we've got a very interesting topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about marijuana. And first of all, I want to kind of introduce uh, my new co-host that's going to be joining me uh, moving forward. I've got uh, Nikki Bowman that, that is with us. She is our new coalition coordinator for the Reach Across Johnson uh, County Coalition, and uh, she is actually from Burleson. Welcome, uh, Nikki. We're so glad you're here with us. Thank you. I'm excited. Well, yeah, just pull your mic a little closer. Okay. We're very casual, so don't feel feel bad about moving things around if you need to. Okay. And uh, so, in, and then we've actually got One of her young ones that's actually sitting in the radio station with us. You can say hi if you'd like. Hello. (laughs) So he's been on the radio. Okay, good job. Okay, so like I said, we've got an interesting topic uh, this evening. We're going to actually be talking about marijuana. And we have a special guest that's actually going to be joining us this evening. Her name is Shelby Williamson. Shelby is the uh, Community Coalition Coordinator for uh, Engaging for Change Community Coalition through Star Council. Shelby studied at the Texas Women University, earning a degree in social work. She has spent the majority of her career working in community mental health and psychiatry to assist in the treatment of substance abuse disorders, both in outpatient and inpatient settings. In her current role, Shelby uh, works in the community to educate on the dangers of substance, substances for both adults and for youth. Shelby, are you able to hear us Okay. Oh, I think are did. you are you muted? We're gonna kind of get all this worked out. Matt, check and see if you're muted. Can you hear us? Okay, I think she's hearing us. Okay, right, so I'm we're tight. we're working on it. Give us a few minutes to get all this figured out.
3: You guys keep talking
1: though. Okay. <laughs> keep talking. Don't go quiet. So, uh, don't go, go, quiet. go quiet. It's I don't know radio. We're on radio. That's right. It's Nobody radio. Can see what we're doing. Yeah, sometimes I actually forget about that. <laughs> so uh, while we're waiting for Shelby to, to get sound, uh, what we'll do is I'm going to talk with Nikki a little bit. Nikki actually has been with Reach Council um, for li- yeah almost two years. It's about to be two years. And uh, so she, she was one of our educators that actually went into our school districts and. Uh, uh, we had the position open up, and it was a good fit for Nikki. And mm-hmm. we are so excited that she's going to be our coordinator. I always think it's great when you can have somebody that that lives in, and works in the area that the coalition is. I, I just personally feel that it gives you more, you know, buy-in into your community mm-hmm. and, and want to see that positive change. So, uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I actually met Shelby, uh, who's going to be joining us. She's actually with... Um, EC3 uh, coalition. Uh, again, I guess it, it stands for, let me go back to my notes real quick, Engaging for Change Community Coalitions. She actually had jumped on one of our tobacco free North Texas coalition meetings and um, she had told me that her primary location is Erath County, but she does actually have coverage in Johnson County as well. And so she and I were chatting with each other during the meeting uh, through the chat box and it's like, we've got to get together and, and see if there's ways that we can collaborate with each other, uh, you know, and do work within, within Johnson County. And it's always really good when you can connect with, with other coalition members. A lot of times, uh, one of the things that I've learned in, in, going to various meetings is you know you get new insights on things that you can work on in your community uh, getting more facts um, you know knowledge for trainings and things like that so it's it's always been really really interesting but uh,
3: hey Shelby give us a shout out and see if we can hear you nope I cannot hear you okay Hang on, you guys just keep talking.
1: Okay. Does she need to go in on her Zoom? No, don't.
3: No, don't. Yeah, just don't. Don't do anything just yet. Okay. You guys just keep talking. I'm. I'll get her fixed.
1: (laughs) Don't she love technical difficulties? Well, I'm glad that that Tiffany's here with us, toward where she was doing it one time when she was not here we were having and the young man was getting a little panicky at first but he got it done and he and i kind of chatted for a little bit until everything kind of fell in place so um but as as i said you know being able to partner with other uh, community coalitions uh you can make a bigger impact you know across the state to be able to do that and build on things within your own community and uh, safe and healthy communities is is one of the main focuses uh for many coalitions
4: so and anyone that's listening and you feel like you might be able to do a, mm-hmm. a radio show with us please reach out because we oh, yeah. love to hear from the community
1: absolutely we'd love to have somebody come in you know if there's areas that that you feel that there needs to be um you know regarding that our youth especially uh if there's something that you'd like to talk about or if there's a specific topic that you would like for us to cover. You know, our piece is, is definitely education, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's a matter of giving somebody a platform and us talking about things that, that can make a positive change within the community. And, you know, we're key on, um, you know, making things healthy and safe for families and our youth especially. Uh, I will comment our, our next uh, uh, next week's episode, we're going to actually have uh, Dr. Artie Gandhi from uh, Cook's Children, that's going to be coming in, and we're going to kind of talk about uh, the issues around the um, opioids, uh, you know, fentanyl and, and things like that that have been affecting our, our communities of, of late. And she's going to kind of give us the perspective, you know, of the hospital and, the, and things that she's uh, actually seen. we making headway over there yet?
3: She's got some help. You can okay. hear us okay, right? Yeah.
1: Thumbs up, you can hear us.
3: Yep, so you might want to try down your bottom right where it's giving you your speaker and um audio settings or have you tested the mic in the Zoom and it's pulling your sound? Okay.
1: Are we going to need her to call in maybe?
3: Maybe. So, but I I don't know I don't know what uh somebody's having technical difficulties <laughs> for, Nothing's changed <laughs> Nothing on our changed. end so I don't <laughs> okay. yeah. I don't really know what is the uh, no, she can, challenge.
1: She can call the same number that she, she zoomed in on, and we can put her in that way maybe?
3: Uh, she can uh, just call the, the call in line
1: or even, you know. Call my cell phone? Yeah, she can call your cell phone, and we'll plug you in. Uh, Shelby, do you have my cell phone number? Oh, yes, because I sent it in to, into the, the link you know, with the information. If you want to, just call my cell phone number, and we'll just link you in that way.
3: You're still muted right now, just so you guys know.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to um, unmute them. So okay. And um,
1: don't. Me? Okay, I can hear you. Hey. Hold on a second and we'll get you all tied in. Oh you got her on the phone? I got okay. Her on the phone. All right. I was like,
3: Hey, I could hear them in my <laughs> I was like, Oh darn. It's- <laughs> no. I, I was briefly thinking it was something with uh, just some the settings r- that they had, but yeah. you know, okay, that happens. Hang on.
1: Somebody's unplugged. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, any other time, I would not have any difficulty t- thinking of things to say because I am such <laughs> a talker, you and are, it's like <laughs> you are a talker. <laughs> it's we- like all of a sudden now that I need to, to be. Able, are you a talker too, Le- Le- Liam's
4: his nickname is Sir Talks a Lot. Sir Talks uh, a Lot. Okay. <laughs>
1: you know do you know what a cb radio is so it, it used to be a way that we communicated anyhow my my cb handle was jabber jaws
3: That's
1: <laughs> it was so okay so we're we're still working on getting shelby connected with us uh, as i said earlier we've got a really interesting topic to talk about um i guess let's Go ahead and just kind of talk about marijuana in general because uh, a lot of times when we're at community events and things like that, we get a lot of people say that um, um, they don't understand what the big deal is about marijuana and that it should be legalized and things like that. And uh, oh, we got her now. Hi there, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you now. We may have to turn it up just a little though. Okay, on on my side. Yeah, because I, I turned it down cause this this is the
3: I don't know how to work an iPhone person.
1: <laughs> okay. okay, let's let's test
3: you out and, and um you're getting feed on the other side, so you may wanna Exhibitor. mute or pop in some headphones if you've got got them. So
5: I just turned the audio off on the laptop. So
1: there you, can you go. Still okay, okay. Excellent. Now I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Well welcome Sorry Shelby. That, <laughs> hey, that's okay. It, it happens. It happens sometimes. So it,
3: it happens quite often in the studio, actually.
1: <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you on. Uh, as I'd mentioned, you know, when I had talked to Shelby before, she was kind of uh, talking about when she actually lived in Colorado and worked in Colorado, and she was, you know, sharing with us uh, what she was actually seeing. And so it was like, oh, I have got to have you come on to the the radio show and, and talk with us. So. Um, so, Shelby, I don't know if you heard, but I did read your bio a little earlier, and uh, I'd, I'd mentioned that we were going to be talking about marijuana, and so I know one of the topics that we were going to talk about is the evolution of marijuana, uh, about, you know, American culture, how long it's been around, and things like that. Do you want to just kind of, are you good about just jumping in yep. with us? Okay.
5: Absolutely. Um, I always try talking about the evolution of marijuana when I'm presenting to students.
1: Okay. Um,
5: I feel like when we talk about the evolution of marijuana, we're being transparent and we're not trying to make anybody feel bad or to make them uncomfortable in any way by presenting it as something new. And so I acknowledge at all of my presentations um, that marijuana has been around for a really long time. And um, it's not a new drug on the market. We're not scrambling to just learn uh, what is this. Like, we've had it around for a little bit, but there have been some um, changes made to it. For decades, we have seen marijuana have an influence in our schools, mm-hmm. in our movies, our music, our pop culture. And everything else. And in the last 20 or 30 years, that influence and popularity has increased. Especially um, in today's current world. You've just seen it skyrocket. I know that in the 60s um, and in the 70s, you know, yes, there were marijuana t-shirts and marijuana koozies. But it's not the same as it is today. Um, The availability of just pipes, bongs, and other um, things that are used to consume it, even in states like Texas where it's not legal, um, those businesses have just increased exponentially. I know when I was in college several years ago, there wasn't that many. Just out and about. And I lived in Denton, so, you know, there's more of those things there than there is perhaps in Stephenville. But in Mm -hmm. 2020, 2021, you just see these little plant shops just like popping open, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) And so it's just crazy popular now. And I feel like I have a responsibility as both someone who's worked in um, treatment as well as someone who's worked in prevention to educate. Our youth, especially since the availability is just increased, and so we have seen um, back in like Willie Nelson's day, for example, um, that marijuana is not the same that uh, people are smoking now. Right back in Willie's day, your marijuana may have been two to six percent THC, um, but that's just not the case anymore um, today. You see marijuana um, potency fluctuating between like 36% to 100% THC, just depending on how it's consumed. Uh, flour, of course, being on the low end, flour is the traditional like plant. Right. And then you have your concentrates, like your dabs and uh, oils and creams and stuff that can be anywhere up to 100
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at com. Welcome to the family.
4: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: It is Ryan here, and
0: I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
5: It's not the same that they you know, smoke during Woodstock.
1: Yeah, I, I've always heard that it's it's not your grandma's uh, or even your mom and daddy's marijuana. This is totally different, and the potency is just something else.
5: Absolutely. I um, remember traveling to Oregon for vacation one summer, and I was astounded because they were advertising. This business was advertising that they had edibles. That were 50 milligram edibles. And it blew my mind because in states where it's legal, typically a serving size is 5 to 10 milligrams. But you're selling individual gummies that look like gummy bears that are 50 milligrams each. Right. And it's frightening because it's a lot of chemicals that are psychoactive just being added, you know, at
1: an alarming rate. Uh Uh-oh, did we lose you? Am I still there? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're still there. I don't know. Maybe there might have been a little blip in my phone or something like that. So yeah, I was a little nervous there for a second.
4: Liam was asking um, where marijuana originated from or who was the first person. Do you happen to know that?
5: You know, I don't know that information. Okay.
4: Um, I know that there's tons of
5: cultures all over the world um, that marijuana is, like, the equivalent in their culture to alcohol is in our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, like, it's not the new age marijuana. When those cultures talk about it and they've been doing it for like a 100 years, it's like your grandma's marijuana. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, you know, when we, you were just talking about um, um, measurements and, and things like that. So, like, when there's gummy bears and, and stuff that have the, the THC in it, it's a lot of people and and i know this is where some of the poisonings have come in on on the kids is because they're thinking it's candy and they eat it like it's candy to where they don't just stop with with the one piece um same thing on the cookies and the brownies they're thinking they're they're not getting an immediate um you know charge or whatever you know a, an effect from the from the edible or the cookie so they they tend to eat a little bit more and then it's, it it kind of comes on them kind of slow and then it hits them kind of hard
5: Absolutely. I agree with you because we see people overdosing um, on edibles because they will eat one or two and they won't feel anything. So then they just eat the rest of the bottle and then it's just like I'm in a world of trouble right now because I did something that I wasn't aware of doing because there is no education. They think, oh, it's just a candy. If I eat all of these, there is no consequences or I don't feel anything, so let me just take some more. Well, we don't do that with our medications. We right. don't do that with. Technology.
4: Good point.
1: So we have to be cognizant of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So when, what were some of the things that that you might might have seen when, uh, you know, as far as like when the kids were coming in and were having issues uh, regarding you know the marijuana? What kind of things? would people expect or, you know, if they were using? Like in treatment settings? Yeah, like in treatment settings. Because one of the things that we hear a lot is, you know, marijuana is not addictive. You know, uh, it's natural and it's not going to hurt me and, and things like that. But, you know, we know that to in a developing brain, it can cause a, a lot of problems. But oh, but there's even adults that, that can have issues and become addicted to, to the marijuana.
5: So I've seen two statistics, both from credible resources. The CDC says one in six um, smokers that do it uh, regularly will become addicted. But SAMHSA says that one in three uh, will become addicted to it. And I think that the point is of that is not necessarily the statistic itself and the probability, but the idea that we know that addiction occurs in cannabis use. Mm -hmm. And um, educating that it can happen. When I worked in treatment, um, I worked with both adults and with children. And, you know, when you come into treatment, you have a lot of things going on most of the time. Um, I never saw a child or an adult that was there just for cannabis use. Mm -hmm. They had other problems. Maybe they were bipolar or maybe they suffered from another handful of substance use disorders or mental health disorders. And I've seen kids go from I have access to cannabis and I'm smoking and I'm getting in trouble at school to I can't get it anymore because my mom and dad took it away. So now I'm stealing cough syrup from the Kroger and I'm yeah. passing out on the lawn because I just drank three bottles of cough syrup. And so it's just one thing to the next. Right. And with adults, I did see a lot of dual diagnoses of um, drug-induced psychosis and a lot of times those people with the diagnosis of that were open and honest and they were smoking. And some of them would even tell you, like, I'm smoking an ounce of weed every two days. And that's an incredible amount. Yeah. That's a lot. That's 28 and some change grams. And these people weren't okay. Yeah. Nothing about their life was okay.
4: Have you heard of the diagnosis of CHS? I know my partner and i or my co-worker and i have read some studies where it's really came to a head because of it now legal in some states especially youth these kids are coming in really sick where like colorado was one and now there's a lot of studies coming out have you heard of that before
5: i've heard of um cannabis hypermesis yep. syndrome it sounds to be similar to that um that's what we recall the ER having some of uh some cases similar to that. Um and it's kind of traumatic even if you're not there and you're just the person reading about it um because that person belongs to you. Um it's pretty traumatic.
1: What are some of the symptoms that on on things like that?
5: Uh, vomiting. So okay.
1: it's uh, intermittent
5: extreme bouts of vomiting. Um and they're getting hospitalized also because of the dehydration, because they can't stop vomiting long enough um, to put fluids back into their body.
1: Okay.
5: Uh, the way I've always viewed that diagnosis is it's your body's way of punishing you for not allowing it the dopamine that it feels like it needs. Because yes. um, when you get to that point, your body's trained. Um, to believe that every time you smoke, you're going to get that dopamine. We know that dopamine makes us feel good. It's kind of the uh, reward for staying alive. Yeah.
1: Um,
5: I tell my students that when you get dopamine released into your body, it's your body's way of rewarding you for doing something good to keep it alive, like eating or exercising. Um, so your body's punishing you for taking away its source of reward.
1: Oh, yes. And Then you become, you know, um, the only way you can get it is through the, the chemicals you know, from the drugs and, and when they do that, so that's,
4: that's even though kinda, it's making them really sick.
1: Even though it's making them sick, so on the the marijuana, you know, a lot of times we hear that you know that it's a a gateway gateway drug. What are your What are your thoughts on that?
5: I agree um, for the most part because if we know that people can become addicted to marijuana, and if you're under Um, a certain age, the um, likelihood of addiction just increases. Um, It makes sense. Your inhibitions are also lowered as well. So if you become addicted to one substance, it's easier to find yourself becoming addicted to something else. But then there's also the poor decisions that are made as well. And I go over poor decisions a lot with my students um, if you're high and your ability to make the best possible decision is tainted because you are not able to cognitively use all of your brain to its extent like you usually would, mm. um, you could be in a like room full of people at a party and someone pulls out the cocaine and you're like, you know, I'm really relaxed, I'm really chilled. this isn't going to affect me, I might as well just go ahead and do it. Um, and you're in that situation with lower inhibitions. Right. and that 's a huge
1: risk, that can be very dangerous too goodness okay well let 's talk about some of the myths and consequences then, because I know that you you know you talk to students a lot of times what What are some of the things that you know that they tell you that you can debunk for us I'm sorry i didn 't catch that. Can you repeat that yeah, so we are wanting to talk to you about some of the myths uh, regarding uh, marijuana and some of the things that like What are some of the things that you hear from students that they they believe around marijuana that that might not actually be true?
5: That it can help you and that it doesn't cause cancer. And um, what people don't realize is that when you smoke um, a blunt or a joint or you smoke out of a bong or a water pipe, whatever avenue you're doing, Uh, The key word is smoking, and the same carcinogens that are released when smoking a traditional cigarette Mm -hmm. are also released when smoking a joint. You're breathing in smoke. Um, That, for one, should be a red flag. But the act of smoking in itself uh, puts you at an increased risk of the same cancers that smoking a cigarette does. So um, lung cancer, throat cancer, and anything that's, you know impacted by that smoke is at risk okay i've also had people uh students you know say well my so-and-so says that there's really no issues it's not addictive and there's no long-term consequences to it right
1: um
5: and that's another thing that's not true uh i like to talk to my students about mental health uh first and foremost and um this generation that we're going into, I'm incredibly proud of because they want to break the stigma. They want to talk about mental health. They want to talk about substance abuse. Right. And so when we're debunking long-term effects, we get the chance to talk about psychosis and schizophrenia and take the stigma away from
1: that. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, I know we're getting down into the last two two minutes, so I don't want to totally change topics so let's if you don't mind we'll just kind of continue on with this if, if you're okay with that
5: absolutely i could i have a lot to say about schizophrenia
1: and psychosis okay let's go ahead well let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit and then we'll yeah. go to, we'll go to commercial here in just a minute
5: so we know that um schizophrenia for example that's naturally occurring in our population is about one percent of the population and so most people may have come into contact with um, this diagnosis um, in someone else, uh, maybe once or twice in their life, unless it's a family member. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's not a whole lot understood about it. We know that people who are smoking cannabis, especially this new age cannabis, they don't have to have that genetic predisposition for schizophrenia um, to develop this disorder. And we're seeing this happen in people that would have otherwise never developed this. Oh, and wow. if you have the predisposition for this diagnosis, your chances of developing it just skyrocket uh, because it's already there. And now you're adding in these psychoactive chemicals um, that just irritate, you know. So everything. you're saying
1: somebody that may not have it physic I mean, it may not be a, a diagnosis, but by using the marijuana, that they can bring that onto themselves. Correct. Wow. So someone who...
5: Has no genetic history of it, no family history of it. Like, there's no reason that they should have ever developed this disorder. It can happen because of
1: smoking. Wow. All right. Well, y'all stay tuned. We're going to come back in just a few minutes and talk a little bit more with Shelby.
0: if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-803-2142. 803 2142 803 2142 That's 800-803-2142. And That's Chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Out-of-date carpet giving you the blues? Tired of your old dingy and broken tile? Let my friends at the floor store in Cleveland, Texas, give your home the makeover it deserves. This is old Taco Joe coming to you for the floor store. Whether it's carpet, tile, wood flooring, or real wood laminate, the floor store can cover all of your flooring needs. Located at 405 West Henderson Street in Cleburne, Texas, owner Brent Harris can help shower tile, tub surrounds, even backsplashes. Give them a call today at 817-641-9444. The Floor Store—they got you covered you're hungry for tender brisket or some delicious homemade cobbler, then look no further than Leach Brothers Barbecue, located at 1106 East Henderson in Cleveland, Texas. Leach Brothers has been family-owned and operated since 1950. Take it from me, Taco Joe Orwinski. Todd and his family have been filling my belly, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a long time. Heck, I even have my own booth. Open Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Come see them for dine-in, carry-out, and all your catering needs. You're listening to JoCo Community Radio.
3: And welcome back to the second half of the show here on JoCo Community Radio. We're the voice of Johnson County, Texas and Live 365 on the TuneIn Radio Network. To listen, simply go to June tuneinjoco.com where you can download the free app or listen live right there we are also streaming simultaneously on spreaker.com with select shows like this one streaming on facebook all of our shows can also be found on any one of your favorite podcast platforms such as spotify and itunes check out our lineup on jococommunityradio.com thanks for tuning in
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate you doing that. And I'm going to share a little bit about REACH. So REACH's mission is to support safe and healthy choices vital to the well-being of, of our youth, family, and community. This show will guide you, educate you, and inspire you to be a part of the solution and to reach out and make a difference in your communities. What began as a local movement in the city of Middlethia and grew to include programs throughout Ellis County with only a few Within only a few years, and eventually expanded to neighboring Johnson County, Texas, and that brings us to where we are today. So, again, I wanna I wanna thank y'all for coming back. Uh, as we are on a, a hot topic, we're gonna be talking to um, Shelby Williamson uh, regarding marijuana. And I know that when uh, before we went to break, you were kind of talking about the psych- the psychosis that could be brought on uh, from utilizing or using uh, marijuana. And I wanted to make sure that you covered all everything that you wanted to on that because I mean i'm I'm still it's it surprises me that that it can do that but then again I guess it doesn't you know because of the psychosis I mean it's a psychotic dr- right. <laughs> drugs so it's kind of yep yeah. go ahead
5: yeah I mean I was completely in the dark about it until I started working in psychiatry um, that and mental health that's when my eyes were honestly more open um because i was part of the population where i didn't know what schizophrenia was or how badly it affected people like in my mind going into that field i was like you know they just can't differentiate between reality and um what's in their mind right but that's really not the case and so um i do go over this with my students um Because they want to know.
1: Right.
5: And I feel like, you know, I owe it to them and I have a responsibility to them to give them the best possible um, education. And so we break down schizophrenia. Okay. Uh, And so we go over, you know, what are delusions? What does that mean? And we talk about, you know, stereotypically it's there's bugs in my wall that are listening to me and it's the FBI. Right. And they're always listening to me, and it's hallucinations. Well, what does that mean? We talk about the difference between visual and audio. Uh, audio, like what does that look like? Um, we talk about what are, um, dis. What is disorganized speech? What does that mean? Uh, what is paranoia? And then, um, how do you have trouble with your thoughts and thinking? And when they start to put all that together. They start to understand what it looks like because now they're thinking about, okay, these are the times that I've seen it either portrayed in media or I've seen it in real life, but I didn't know what it was. Right, And um, the DSM-5 has been, since college, um, probably my biggest crutch as far as like learning. Mm-hmm. And if you look in the DSM-5, there are um, diagnoses that go hand in hand with cannabis use disorder. For example, you actually have cannabis use disorder in the DSM-5. And my biggest thing is, is if it wasn't a problem, and if it wasn't something that needed diagnosis, um, it wouldn't be in the DSM-5.
4: Do you think think marijuana um, causes the psychosis or the schizophrenia? Or do you think this might be something that they've had before and it just heightens it?
5: Um, So, I do believe it causes uh, psychosis. Um, Schizophrenia only occurs in 1% of the population naturally. Okay. Uh, And research has shown us that um, if you have a predisposition for schizophrenia, your chances of this um, illness coming to uh, fruition is... Skyrocketed, But even in those who don't have the predisposition, they're at a heightened risk as well. Um, the diagnosis is called um, drug-induced psychosis, uh, which is separate from cannabis use disorder because you can have cannabis use disorder without the psychosis, but you can also have drug-induced psychosis without cannabis use disorder because cannabis isn't the only drug that causes uh, drug-induced psychosis. Uh, drugs like methamphetamine also do it as right. well. Yep. Um so in a long roundabout way of answering your question.
1: Okay. All right. Well that's that's good to know. I mean I don't know, I've got to process this. so is it just just psychosis? I mean if you've got somebody that may be bipolar or something like that, is is that gonna have will marijuana have a adverse effect on them as well?
5: Absolutely. Uh when you have a mental health diagnosis, especially one that um is as sensitive As like bipolar or schizoaffective disorder. Mm -hmm. Anytime you use an illicit substance. um, There are consequences. Mood. Behaviorally. um, That can happen to you. And. If you're on medications for that. It can affect the medication. Um, So we look at. If you have bipolar disorder. Um, You know. You go to the doctor because you're trying to figure out the best way to manage your brain. Right. Um, because your brain needs a little bit of help because it's not working properly. And then, then you add a psychoactive substance to a mental health disorder that affects the brain. So now you have an illness affecting the brain as well as a psychoactive substance. The two of those together, um, it's bad. It's it really bad. bad.
1: Well, let me ask you this because this is something that I've also heard. Uh, like people that have anxiety and things like that that they say that marijuana helps them with that is is that a fact or is that a myth or do you, or do you know <laughs> the science behind that doesn't behind this
5: doesn't back it up so okay. um, when you're teaching students about tobacco and smoking tobacco right uh, we know that your heart rate increases your blood pressure increases and your rate of breathing increases okay the, happens with marijuana so when you smoke it blood pressure goes up rate of breathing goes up and heart rate goes up um when you have anxiety those things happen anyway right when i this i know my heart's racing and my blood pressure is going up um also take into consideration that uh, marijuana can induce paranoia okay which can just make anxiety terrible right and then you get the stereotype, people opening up their blinds to peek out, seeing what the neighbor's doing because every noise is freaking them out.
1: Yeah. Goodness. All right. So we've talked about that a little bit. Well, let me ask you another question on this too. Uh, so if somebody developed the, psych- the psychosis or schizophrenia from, from marijuana, does it go away once they stop using marijuana? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But I can tell
5: you that there is no promise that it'll go away. Okay. Um, when you develop schizophrenia naturally, it doesn't go away. Okay. You're on medications for the rest of your life should you choose to strive for uh, stability. Um, but I've seen nothing that would indicate that drug-induced psychosis can go away. Um, not to make anyone who has gone through this feel bad Um, your best chance at that point is to see a psychiatrist or a medical provider that can give you the medication so that you can have the most normal life possible.
1: So what is it like for as far as like the withdrawals and stuff from from marijuana? Because I'll be honest, I've not been around anybody that you know, that uses marijuana. So I've not had a lot of personal experience with it. Um, just a lot of hearsay, you know, type stuff. And so that's why I think this is so interesting because when we do work events, I mean, just the the trainings that we've gone through on classes and stuff like that, that's where I've kind of gained, you know, my knowledge on it. And I'll be honest, it's it terrifies me to think that it could be, you know, legal um, in Texas at some point. And so when I'm out talking about it, one of my, when I, talk to people about it I said you know one of the biggest biggest, um, protective factors that we currently have for our youth when it comes to marijuana is that it is illegal Mm -hmm. and uh, so if they legalize it that's going to change it because if you go back and you look at some of these other states that have legalized it you know the the use of you know the youth in those communities have really skyrocketed on, on because now that it's legal, they think it's okay to try it.
4: Well, the DWIs have increased, the hospitalizations from overdoses have increased. So I mean, it obviously shows that it does affect. It does make mm-hmm. it, Yeah, it can make an effect. When you were were you in Colorado? Did
1: you, I mean I don't know when I. When I think about it sometimes, I mean, supposedly they're not supposed to be like out on the street smoking pot and stuff like like that. It's
4: so. funny. Um, we visited Colorado in like 2018. It probably been legal. I don't remember when it was legalized. Maybe two years, maybe more than that. But uh, it was odd and cra- kind of crazy. We'd walk into gas stations and they're literally smoking outside like people smoke, smoke cigarettes. cigarettes, but it's marijuana. Someone told me. That it's very different than Texas, where sometimes if you go to parties, there's beers and that kind of thing in the hands. Whereas in Colorado, you'll see parents at birthday parties with with marijuana, with marijuana or joints in their hands. That just blows my mind. It's crazy. Because that then just that's just mind. making it, you know, okay to the youth if they're yeah, seeing no, all of that. Just well, look like, at
1: the problems that we have with underage drinking exactly. right now. And, you know, alcohol is, is legal in our in our country. And even though there's laws that say that kids can't use it until they're, you know, became adults at the age mm-hmm. of
4: 21 and well i mean a lot of parents give their kids alcohol i mean it's crazy to me that they do that but imagine giving your child um marijuana yeah that's
1: that's really scary well and i've i've talked to some school counselors you know that you know sometimes feel like the problem's you know with the kids using it is because the parents are at home mm-hmm. using it mm-hmm. as, as well and that that they don't they don't see a problem in it so What are your thoughts on that, Shelby?
5: I'd like to add that um, just because they are doing it that way in Colorado doesn't make it the law. Um, When I lived there, um, it was illegal to do it outside Mm -hmm. of your home because it's the same as if you went to the gas station and got a 40 Mm. and um, just started drinking it on the way to your truck. It's not legal. I'm sure someone somewhere does it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. It's not normal, and oh, it's that's definitely... that's good to know.
4: Normal. Yeah, I had no clue.
5: Yeah, me either. Uh, it's also illegal to smoke in front of your child. Um, I know Rude. that I had worked in that um, system. It was considered... Um, it could be considered neglect.
1: Ooh, okay, that's good. You but know, if you I did it read it that. Health. I did read something about that. If, if you're found to be smoking and your kids are in the home, sometimes child protective services kind of
4: come in well it's funny that um obviously the person that was telling me this was someone that you know people like to look at their life and it be okay and that's probably where her way of thinking was when she yeah. was telling me that you know especially comparing it to alcohol it's like it's the same thing and yeah wow what were you yeah. gonna say Shelby
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs>
5: Um, I know that there are some major like metropolitan areas where people do smoke outside in the open, um, and maybe law, the law enforcement, just isn't able to enforce it. I know places like San Francisco, you hear that happens and, uh, Portland and Seattle, the population is so incredibly large. It would be really, really hard to enforce it all the time.
1: Right.
5: Um, But that's definitely frightening because as it gets accepted, we see some of this more neglectful behavior Mm -hmm, occur. You know, people will smoke and then get in their vehicle and drive and get a DUI or people will um, do it in front of their children Mm -hmm. and then CPS comes in and removes them because maybe their child tested positive on a drug test. Mm
1: Right.
5: Because it is still smoking. If it sticks to your wall, what else does it stick to?
1: Yeah. Well so, let's, let's talk about withdrawals now. Uh, yeah. what 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 do you typically see um, in withdrawals?
5: So there's a lot of cravings um, and I know there's this popular saying that it takes twenty one days to break a habit, and so these people will have withdrawals where they they dream about it and they desire it so deeply, a lot like with other drugs too. I know that that's not unique to marijuana. Um, they will have irritability, mood instability, okay. um, sleeping issues. And if I were to get into talking about sleep and REM and all of the sleep cycles that your body goes through, we'd be here for about two hours <laughs> because, um, it's almost impossible for your brain to gain REM while it's using THC. Yeah. And so, um, they're definitely going to have some sleeping issues, um, when they stop smoking. Um, decreased appetite, um, restlessness, body aches, and then nausea with or without vomiting. Oh, wow. Um, all of those things can happen. There's also a term called the brain zap brain that zap. Um, people can feel, too, and they reported to feel.
1: What is the brain zap?
5: Yeah. What is... <laughs> so, it, the way that it's been described to me is it it's like lightning inside your brain, like electricity, and it makes your eyes... Um, Go back and forth and not track, and the people feel like they're dizzy.
1: Oh wow, almost like vertigo. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I've had vertigo. That's not fun. It's,
4: it's not fun at all. You
1: know, all these things that 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 I'm learning. You know, and and just the conversation that we had. I mean, what I don't understand the appeal for for marijuana and and you know the the whole feel good because it sounds to me it sounds horrible. Mm-hmm.
5: I agree with you, but we take a population who has had trauma or stress. I mean, you can't be alive and not have had trauma or stress right. in your life, yeah. and then we mix in. We don't have the coping skills that we need. We definitely don't have the education that we deserve, and we're so desperate to make the feelings of the world around us be quiet for a little bit, Yeah, the idea of an escape without actually solving the issue was what people go for. Like I, you know, like for example, that guy that works, you know, 80 hours a week and every day after work, he goes to the gas station and buys a case of beer You know, and that's how he copes because the world is so hard. Well, marijuana is no different Mm -hmm. for those people who are addicted to it. Um, They look forward to it until they get off of work and then they go home and they get high because that's how they like decompress. They don't have the skills of mindfulness or meditation or maybe they don't like to go running or maybe they don't have someone to talk to or someone of value to talk to. And this is their coping skill. This is the only thing that they know that, that they can latch on to. And it's a real problem. Um, I can educate students all day on the dangers of marijuana and my other three core topics. But it boils down to, are we going to invest in our children to teach them how to take care of themselves? So when the time comes and they have stress, are they going to choose the substance? Or are they going to use their skills to continue to be successful and to manage the stress? Because it doesn't go away because you're high. Right. It's like it gets infected and it gets worse and you bury it down, it's going to come out. And it's just easier, honestly, to deal with it and to get, you know, to obtain coping skills and to work through issues. So,
4: you know, I think that's a great um, hint of what we need to be doing in the schools. Like one side of it, we're teaching the education of tobacco and marijuana and what it can do to your life. But maybe the students and the youth need more help on healthy coping mechanisms and things like that, because most of them, not all of them. I mean, there's a lot of great parents that are teaching that to their kids, but some of the kids are just getting missed. And yeah, they might be listening when we're in the schools teaching about the side effects and stuff. But what are we really telling them to do as far as healthy an alternative? Choices? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, and, and oh, go ahead.
5: No, go ahead, Shelby. I think it goes back to the um, old saying that you don't really get a book when you have a baby. Yes. Um, <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. in here. Oh, did we lose you? No, I'm still oh. here. Okay, there uh, you go.
5: I always try to make my classrooms a safe place um, because I can't think of a time. I went through the school system um, in Texas and. Um, I know that I got some drug education, but I can't give you any specifics. Right. And so like when I got um jolted into the grown up world, there was a lot that I didn't understand and college didn't teach me it either. Um I do try to make the classroom a safe place so that they can tell me exactly what they need from me. And I can tell you that the twelve and like twelve through fourteen year olds that I met with this past semester were hungry for knowledge. Mm -hmm. um they asked me marijuana questions during my alcohol presentation okay (laughs) they asked me marijuana questions during my prescription med uh, presentation Mm -hmm. like they wanted to know and so I answer their questions and I make it okay to ask the questions like you're not a suspect for asking me questions just because you asked me if vaping is worse than weed I'm not going to just be like I bet that kid smokes. Like, that's not what happens. I want you to ask me these questions.
4: That's good. I want to protect you. What age do you think is best that the kids are actually going to listen before they're making those choices to use?
5: I would say 7th or 8th grade. um, Because by 7th and 8th grade, they're at that point where they are really like diving feet first into figuring out who they are mm-hmm. and relationships are especially important to them at this point in their life and this is one of those pivotal points in a child's life where their parents opinions maybe not be there like aren't mm-hmm. theirs anymore and, yeah. and they're starting to form their own opinions so we also know from prc data that we are given from the state that this is the age that people are starting to experiment with drugs um you know, like, you know, beginning down that path. And so if I can get there right when they're at the starting line Mm -hmm. and talk to them and allow them to have their own opinions and thoughts and let them ask those questions that they can't ask their mom and dad and they can't their teachers, that's what I
4: want to do. And that's what I want to be for those people. Any suggestions for parents just to be able to communicate to their kids before they, you know, maybe start? Um, experimenting any way for them to just kind of talk to them and have that relationship?
5: Absolutely. And I was hoping that this would come up because there is an amazing, 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 amazing um, seminar that I attended and they have a Facebook page. It's called Johnny's ambassadors and um, I can't speak for them. uh, But I can tell you that it is a family from Colorado who suffered a great loss because of cannabis use and addictions. And it's a mother who lost her son who goes and tries to educate others, especially parents Mm -hmm. on the dangers of marijuana so they don't have to endure the loss um, that she did. And she explains it beautifully. I attended that virtually cause COVID, but even as a professional who um, is very knowledgeable about this topic, it brought me to tears Mm. Um, especially to see the um, graphs and the data like in your face to see what these people are going through and the numbers and the increase because it's not going down it's going up Um, I think for parents that would be a wonderful resource
1: awesome thank you okay you said that's Johnny's ambassadors Johnny with an h okay j-o-h-n-n-y-s is that I believe so yes okay i have to go in and look, and look mm-hmm. that up and everything. So that'll be interesting. Okay, so we're, we're getting down into, well, actually the last four minutes. So what would you like to cover in this last four minutes?
5: I just want to encourage anybody. Um, you don't have to be an educator um, like myself, and you don't have to be a professional um, to do good. I want to encourage everyone to educate themselves on this topic and regardless of what you believe at the end of the day at least read the risks you wouldn't buy a vehicle without getting the information on the car that's good i love that i do too so before you put something in your body if you're going to obsess over carbs and sugars Mm
1: -hmm. please
5: obsess over the substances that alter your brain as well that's
1: great that is good information well, Shelby, why don't you go ahead and share information about your coalition if somebody wants to reach out to you, if they have questions or anything like that, uh, you want to share that information? Because I know that you said that, you know, you do have some some work that you do in, uh, in Johnson County as well.
5: Absolutely. So uh, my coalition is called Engaging for Change Community Coalition. And we are located in Erath County, but we do also serve Johnson County. Um, If anybody had any questions for myself, um, I can be reached at 254-965-5515, and I'm an extension
1: 227. Okay, do that one more time.
5: Uh, 254-965-555. It cut out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 254-965-5515. Okay. 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 Extension. Extension. 227.
1: 227. Okay. All right, perfect. All right, so we'll probably read that off again here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. What about uh do you want them to contact you through email or you know,
5: if anybody wanted to just give me a call at the
1: office? That's um, the best way. I typically return calls
5: within 24
1: hours. Okay. Awesome. How often do you do you meet with your coalition?
5: We meet every second Tuesday um, of the month. We meet in person, but also uh, virtually as well to be sensitive to um, the state of our world. And you can uh, get more information on that by visiting our Facebook page at EC3. And I usually post an update for our next meeting on there. And um, there's also my email address on there as well.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, we really appreciate you coming on with us today. Uh, In fact, we, I'd love to have you come back because I know that yes. there's things that we didn't get get to cover, and I don't know. My mind is kind of still absorbing because, like I said, I'm I'm not that familiar with you know marijuana myself. Uh, I know that there, there's been some legislation uh, that's come out on marijuana, and uh, I was glad to hear that it you know wasn't legalized again you know for our state. Yeah. Do you do you follow any of the the legislation, Shelby?
5: Yeah, I do. Um, I try to keep up to date with all of the stuff that's passing or not passing so that I can make sure that I'm staying competent in my role. Okay. Um, because there's so much changing all the time. Exactly. It wasn't six months ago that I found out that Delta 8 existed.
1: Oh, we um, need to bring you back just to talk about Delta 8, too. Yeah,
5: I don't even know what that is. And now there's a Delta yeah. 10. Really? So it's oh my God. A race right to keep up with the information. Okay. But I would love to come back. I really thoroughly enjoyed my time with you guys, and I'm beyond appreciative of this opportunity.
1: Well, we'll definitely have you have you back in for that, because I know Delta 8's been a hot topic here lately. Uh, didn't know about a Delta 10, so we'll have to, to bring you back and definitely have a conversation about that. You have been amazing. Yeah, she it. has. I'm so glad she was able to. I apologize that we were having so many issues at the very beginning, but... Again, thank you very much. If you need to reach uh, Shelby, her number is 254-965-5515, extension 227. And again, thank you very much for joining us at Reach Across Johnson County.
2: From Burleson to Venus and Grandview to Godley, this is the voice of Johnson County, Joco Community Radio.